Life Audio. Hello. Thank you for listening to Your Daily Bible Verse, the podcast that examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for us. I'm your host, Jennifer Slattery, and after this short word from our sponsor, we'll dive into today's Bible verse, John 17, 15. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Today's Bible verse is John 17, 15. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. The summer before our daughter's seventh grade year, we sensed God calling us to transition her from private to public school, and I worried her non-Christ-following friends would negatively affect her. It can feel challenging to resist peer pressure at any age, But when someone enters middle school, a developmental period during which children long for increased independence while simultaneously seeking to fit in, this can be doubly difficult. During this season, their classmates' opinions become increasingly important. Knowing this, I worried if our daughter would have the mental, emotional, and spiritual strength to be, quote, in the world, but not of it. If she would have the strength to remain faithful to Christ while engaging with those who don't know him. Thankfully, because she continued practicing spiritual disciplines that helped her grow in Christ, and because she remained connected with other Christ followers, the experiences that I feared might damage her faith actually grew it. She was able to see the sorrow and the despair beneath some of her peers' behaviors. From her perspective, those living in spiritual darkness contrasted sharply with those who lived in the light. The world, which scripturally refers to sinful humanity who aren't led or empowered by Christ and the ungodly systems they create, can feel really uncomfortable, confusing, and painful. Jesus knows this, and he knew the disciples would face even more challenges than you and I do as they sought to establish God's grace-led church. Therefore, Jesus prayed to his Father in the disciples' presence so that they could hear his heart and sense his care. Jesus knew the world would hate his disciples just as they had hated him. In John 16, verse 2, he said that people would make them outcasts from the synagogue. What's more, those who persecuted and killed Christ followers would be so deceived by sin and rage, they would believe their hate-filled behaviors were done in service to God. The books that follow the Gospels provide evidence of just how much the disciples and all who trusted in Christ for salvation suffered. 
They were slandered, mocked, beaten, stoned. They were imprisoned for following a savior that evoked powerful and therefore dangerous people, such as the Jewish high priest, to rage. No doubt many of the first century Christ followers longed to remain hidden, to keep their brilliance as his radiant image bearers and his life-giving light to themselves. And notice Jesus had the power to take them all out of the world, to whisk them up to heaven with him. But he didn't. Instead, he left them with a mission because the world, the very people who persecute God's children and try to extinguish their light, need the light they attempt to suffocate, even as they fight against it. As David Guzik from The Enduring Word wrote, speaking of all Christ followers, quote, if we were taken from the world, the world would be in utter darkness and would perish. Jesus said, you are the light of the world, so shine, end quote. We do this by living and loving in such a way that others see us, our peace and joy and the depth of our relationships and say, wow, what does that person have that I don't? Living in the world, not of it, involves two crucial perspectives. One, a deep and constant realization that this earth is not our home. God has something better awaiting us, a place where tears, pain, injustice and sickness won't exist. Recognizing this helps us loosen our grip on everything that seems so flashy, so alluring in the moment in order to pursue those things of infinitely more value, the things related to God's kingdom. Consider the words from 2 Timothy 2, verse 4, which states, No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. We see and respond to our daily challenges, but we never allow those challenges to override our mission to serve Christ, which ultimately can be defined by love, our love for him and for others, the people who are, quote, in and currently of the world. We don't allow petty disagreements or temporary offenses to distract us or to trip us up, nor do we rely on ourselves to solve life's challenges. We keep our eyes on God, our strategic and victorious commanding officer. And our second perspective that allows us to live in the world, not of it, stems from our high calling. We never forget our call to glorify Christ in how we live in love and to, quote, make disciples of all nations as Jesus commanded us to do. We can't make disciples from a distance, nor was that the strategy that Jesus modeled. He not only invited people close, but he took the first step. He sought out those who were hurting, enslaved to sin and shame, the outcast, the fearful, and the insecure. In a relevant article titled, What We Get Wrong About In the World, Not Of the World, Jesse Carey wrote, quote, The message of the gospel predicates on the idea that the world is a broken place and that Jesus can fix it, end quote. He went on to write that living in the world, but not of it, is also, quote, about applying Jesus's teaching to actually change the world. He has chosen us, the church, to be instruments of change that can actually bring the patterns of the world into alignment with his principles, end quote. If we want to know what this might look like in our day-to-day actions, we simply need to study the life of Christ and follow his example. He loved those who felt unlovable. He saw those who felt ignored. He sought those who felt marginalized and discounted. He elevated those with shoulders bent low, and he set those held captive to sin and death free. Only now he primarily does so through me and you. In Christ, we are the light of the world, and now is the time to shine. Let's pray. 
Holy Father, you have entrusted us with such a beautiful mission. You have empowered us for this mission. You have placed us where we are in this point in history, in our social sphere, to interact with people that you know we're going to encounter each day. People you want to love, people you want to transform, people you want to heal, people you want to set free. Lord, guard us from negative influences that would dim our light and give us the strength. Give us the heart, the compassion, the mercy, the perspective, the spiritual insight to live as you would have us live, to love as you would have us love, to be in the world, but not of the world. Just as Jesus came to live in a world that he created, that he existed beyond. It is in his name, the name of our Savior, Lord Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Your Daily Bible Verse is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. The content we feed our minds will eventually show up in our lives. If we feed our minds the lies and confusion of this world, our lives will begin to reflect worldliness. But if we feed our minds the truth of the gospel, our lives will start to reflect the heart and character of Jesus. I'm John Stonge, and each week I host the Dwell on These Things podcast, where we take a deep look at the Word of God and learn what it means to apply it to our lives. We don't skip difficult passages, and we don't gloss over the truth. If you're looking for a show that will put your mind in a better place and help you understand God's Word with more clarity, you can listen to the Dwell on These Things podcast at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.